tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Joy Business Fan. My name is Victoria Ifua Agbai. Welcome to Bubune, Africa. I'm a, an international trade advisor and I started Bubune, Africa almost four years ago and we are into the production of value-added natural cosmetic products. And we realized that our top sellers were the body lotion, the body butter and the black soap gel. So we decided to focus on that and really improve it. And with time, people started um, asking for hair care products. So we just launched our shampoo and conditioner. So currently we have about eight products. We want to start selling internationally. We would like to be able to establish um, an oil processing facility because there's a huge demand for our local oils like the neem and the baobab. 
but we need machinery to be able to do that. This Wednesday on the Joy Business Van, on TV, radio, online and on ground. The Joy Business Van, powered by Joy Business and supported by Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank and MTN. What are we doing today? Thank you for joining us here on PM Express. And the spring meetings just ended in Washington, D.C. But we are beginning to see what the pursuit of the IMF deal could do to our economy, which is that there are many conditionalities. Of course, the IMF says, don't call it conditionalities. It's because this time it is a case of the country itself agreeing its own program and the IMF agrees to it. But... We know that that is not exactly what the picture is because many will tell you that the ECG collections that has been happening is an IMF. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! <sighs> Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Uh, prerequisite. The three uh, bills that have been passed is an IMF prerequisite. The revenue measure that have been passed is an IMF prerequisite. There are a few other things happening that you, you may have noticed or not. The tariffs is an IMF prerequisite. And, and they say, we've, we've met all this. But some of these uh, key prerequisites, prior actions, um, are, it's, it's causing a bit of pain. And we're going to look at two of them in particular. Government is insisting still that the pension funds come on board for some form of restructuring. That is a dangerous area, but government is still pursuing that because it's in that letter that was written to the, uh, p- the trustees of the pension funds, government stated it very clearly that this alternative options you're exploring is, is in keeping with their pursuit of an IMF program. And so clearly, that is definitely part of the deal to get an IMF program. 
right? And that is causing a lot of havoc. Tonight we've heard from TUC and we've heard from UTAC. UTAC says when you touch our pensions, you're touching the blood of workers. And as for that, um, if you, you've shown that you can't govern. We'll make it impossible for you to govern. That's according to the UTAC General Secretary at, U, at, at uh, University of Ghana. That's strong words. Tonight we'll hear from the TUC as well. But let's go into some of the key things that we know so far. Now, as far as UTAG is concerned, they definitely reject this very strongly. The lecturers will further, uh, it, this will impoverish them. And they've made the point that as for this, they are ready to shut down the entire government if government dares go ahead with, with a plan to restructure the bonds. Okay. So what did government proposing to do as far as this is concerned? And they've written to the pension funds, the treasuries of the pension funds, asking them to participate in another form of restructuring. So what will it entail? Actually, the Treasury bonds, the ESLA bonds, and the Dutch bonds. That's what they are proposing to the trustees of the pension funds. They'll give them new bonds that will be liquid with an average maturity of around four to five years. That's what they are proposing. But in 2023 and 2024, that coupon will earn, they'll give them a coupon of 5% in 2023 and 2024. And government... However, I insist that this arrangement will give them a similar average coupon, which is currently around uh, 18.5%. And so, in effect, government's argument is that in the long term, you won't lose anything. It will preserve the net present value of the current bond holdings. That is what government is presenting to the pension funds. Remember, this, for all intents and purposes, it is restructuring of the pension funds. That's what it is. You are proposing to give them something. You are exchanging what they already hold. It's not a deduction program. It's a deduction program, right? You, you are giving them um, new bonds in exchange for what they already have with different terms. It's an exchange. It's a, it's a deduction program. Um, but with the pension funds in particular, and the finance minister has explained, but they are targeting the, the pension funds in, the, in, the, in, the, in a different kind of vehicle which is what is causing all the um, controversy. Then the finance minister says there's no second round of DDEP uh, with the pension funds. But, but how would you call this for intents and purposes? I mean, if you are, they have bonds already, you're giving them something else in exchange. The technical jargons using semantics there. But if you're touching it, I will submit that it's, it sounds to me like it is a dead action program. But the Phantom says, well, it's, it's not. We'll hear from uh, the experts when they join us. We'll engage them for, for more because that's what uh, we need to do, trying to help understand what is about to happen. But the workers say they don't have anything to do with this. And we know if you go through the promises that have been made in the past, the finance ministry, the government have made many, many promises. Let's go back to as far as December. Uh, know her cast on the principle of bonds. The reality was a bit different. Uh, just throughout, you see a bit of that also, because in 2014, uh, February 2023, for example, coupons, payments, and maturing principles uh, will be honored. Some payments not honored, we know. So as you go, government make promises and then the challenges. And that's why the pension bondholders will tell you. They were given explicit written exemption. But ask them, they will tell you that the coupon that matured, they haven't been paid yet, right? That's clearly not an exemption. And it comes down to the government's ability to pay. If we don't have, we cannot give you. It's as simple as that. And if you look at the breakdown 
of the, the, the debt holdings, which we've talked about quite a lot on this particular program. The commercial banks hold a significant part of it, which, and they've been restructured already. Today, I was listening to the finance minister talk about the fact that the uh, Financial Stability Fund, the, the stability fund that they proposed to help the banks, the first focus will be to deal with the solvency challenges with the banks. Many of the banks that participate, the government is admitting that some of them are facing solvency challenges. And so the Financial Stability Fund will deal uh, with, with that, right? Um, and one of the key things, firms and institutions uh, foreign investors hold this is a kind of uh, significant part of it. Pension funds, that's where the red is. And that's what I want to focus on. 10 billion, uh, in excess of 10, almost 11 billion CDs is what they're holding. Government want to get them to come on board, restructure it, offer them something different in exchange for what they already hold. That will ease the pressure on the system. The wording of that letter that was written to them is very interesting. And that um, government needs to restructure this, this $10.88 billion because of the financial constraints it's currently facing. It's, it's in the document I was writing to the, to, the, uh, to the pension fund. They want to restructure because of the financial constraints, but also because of the IMF program. So this is the red, big, controversial point that needs to be restructured here. $10.88 billion. Why is this important? Because if you look at the checklist... Government had done almost everything else, right? One of the things that they've done is a domestic debt restructuring, which is in green because it is completed. But that is why this question about the pension fund still is very interesting to look at. Because government says we're done with the restructuring of our domestic debt. So if that is complete, and IMF, if you listen to my colleague, Dodrafe at the Washington DC, are they... Um, spring meetings, there's a consensus that Ghana, we've, we've almost checked all the boxes. What is left to be checked is not really in our hands because we're looking for uh, financing assurances from the Paris Club, the China, etc. Right? So this part is done. So why do you need to offer the pension funds something else? And that is one of the things that I quite don't show I, I appreciate. I mean, but the, the document that was sent to the pension funds explain why the government still is facing financial constraints. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, an expression that was used in there and also in keeping with the IMF program. Maybe that's the challenge. So the reality is this here, government still needs to clean up a bit, of, a bit of stuff. And that's why cocoa bonds have been mentioned going forward as well, right? So we are not done yet. A lot of, a lot of things still happening in this particular area. But... There's a good, there's a lot of positive news from the spring meetings. If we look at the outstanding bits uh, with executive board approval, which now we're expecting that to happen in May. What he says is May, um, disbursement of the first tranche and the reviews and subsequent disbursement. In fact, today, the finance minister at the press conference at the Washington D.C. made the point uh, that uh, the IMF and the Paris Club have given assurances now, the indications that they are to give the, the financial assurances needed in the next few weeks in the shortest possible time, in fact, is what the finance minister said to quote him, which could be tomorrow or next week. So we are making progress there, but it's a domestic front that appears to be a lot of, a lot of challenge. So the IMF itself has four points to consider in restructuring or tackling of debt situation. One is, if you want to restructure your debt, make sure it is deep enough. And that is the point here. It should be deep. This is according to the IMF's own 
uh, word on this very important matter, right? It has to be deep. The question you need to ask yourself is, this restructuring that was done, government was aiming to get, to restructure some 132 billion CDs. Do you know what they got? They got only 82.99 billion. So there's a significant gap. Question is, it's not deep enough. It's not meeting the IMF's own prescribed arrangement for restructuring. Because it's not deep enough, the government needs to do other things to make it deep. Second thing you need to do, it should be combined with fiscal consolidation or spending cuts. And that spending cuts question is what TUC and UTAC have said tonight. That if you want to touch our pension funds, we won't allow it because we have not shown that you've cut spending enough. So that's a key point that they've made. And then growth-inducing structural reforms are needed, which is some of the key challenges that government is now beginning to deal with in trying to restructure the economy, particularly with, when it comes to revenue, focusing a bit more locally. Creditor confidence also must be increased, and that's why they need the assurances to get the IMF executive board approval. That will not only bring you cash, it will bring you policy credibility, and then it may improve your creditworthiness in the eyes of those who lend you money. So this is the problem. This is really is why all this is happening, because we need to bridge this gap. This gap is too huge. From $32 billion, you only got $82 billion. That gap wants to bridge someone. And that's why the pension funds are being asked to come on board. And then you look at the external debt is, uh, assistance at $30.5 billion, which multilateral, we've talked about this a bit, multilateral is made up of $8.8 billion, non-residential, bilateral, commercial creditors, all that is involved and needs to be dealt with. Now, $14.6 billion commercial debt creditors. It's not Part of the big problem blocking us on the IMF. What appears to be the key issue is the financing assurances that we require. And for as far as the finance minister is concerned, and everybody else, George Rafi has spoken to and he's spoken to me quite extensively today, concerned that shouldn't be at issue at all. So we're expecting this to be wrapped up in May, all things being equal. So this is the pension bondholders plan. So- Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Picket. On the back of, and that's another whole conversation, on the back of government failing to pay the coupons that are still outstanding. Many bonds are still outstanding. And the pension bondholders say, but you exempted us. And so they are returning to Picket. On the 28th, if government failed to pay all coupons and interest by that date. We're going to have that conversation with them right now. 
But I want to go first to uh, the, the secretary with the pension trustees, uh, Thomas Kwesi Esso. He's, of course, the, with the pension uh, trustees and uh, joins us right now because I want to quickly get that thing out of the way. They are at the heart of this. And the, that letter that had been we've seen and circulated very widely was written specifically to the board of trustees of the pension fund and he heads the, uh, that, the, 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 the corporate trustees. And so he joins us now. Uh, Thomas Esso, thank you very much for your time here on PM Express. Hello, Thomas. Please unmute for me, please, Thomas. Thomas, can you hear me? I can hear you. Fantastic. Can you also hear me, Ivan? So, tell me, can you confirm receipt of this document um, that was drafted by the Finance Ministry to the Board of Trustees? Have you received it yet? So, good evening, Ivan, and good evening to your viewers this evening. Yes, let me confirm that, yeah, we have received uh, this document from the Ministry of Finance uh, making proposal for an alternative uh, bond for the pension funds. Yes, we have received that document. Okay, and what are you doing about that document? Because in that document, a few things were, was proposed. There is a, an offer to restructure the, the, the funds, give you exchange. In other words, they're going to exchange what, what you already hold. And the offer is to give you 2023, 2024, 5% coupon. In the long term, the government says it's the same average you know, returns. You get around some 18%. I'm, I'm sure you've, you've seen the document in detail as you've confirmed receipt. How are you considering what has been put forth? Thank you very much, Evans. Um, let me put it that, yes, this document has been received. Um, and then we have also forwarded seem to our members, and I believe that our members are also going through the technicalities, um, trying to use their bond holdings to compute whatever um, proposal that government have made in the document. So as an industry, we have arranged to have a meeting in the coming days to take a position on the proposal that government have made to us now. But as of now, I can confirm that, um, as I'm expecting, our members are also looking at the figures, looking at the numbers, since they are the ones who do the real work, and then uh, they also have the bond, and so they can demonstrate life um, what will be the impact of this proposal on their on their bonds, uh, on their portfolios. So I can confirm that we have received it, and I'm hoping that when we meet in a few days' time, the industry will take a position on the proposal by. Governments. Okay, and when are you when are you hoping to to have that meeting? Uh, we are hoping to have that meeting within this week, um, and we are sure that after the meeting, the industry will release a press statement to uh, state our position on the alternative proposal by government. Okay. For I mean, and, and just to clarify the document, so this is an offer to restructure. The, the, the debt you're currently holding, the, 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 the pension funds, your, your investments in government bonds. True? Um, Evans, I mean, there is one critical issue when um, debt exchange uh, programs all over, and then um, that issue is always about when uh, the debt exchange program is completed, then what happens to the 
and um, we may be that you are always looking at the risk and the return, mm -hmm. and therefore you are always trying to gauge the two factors together to see that even if there should be any risk, you take the chance to minimize that risk in your portfolio. Mm -hmm. And therefore, um, we have identified that if the old bonds, we keep on holding the old bonds, I mean, there is a risk of liquidity okay. and there is a risk of uh, trading those bonds on the secondary market. And that is an issue. And therefore, um, at a point in time, you will be concerned as a, a bondholder about some of these factors also. And so whether it is um, um, an exchange program, whether it is a proposed alternative offer for pension funds, like you said in your intro, these are all semantics. But um, the objective and the aim is to ensure that these bonds will continue, the, the bonds that our pension funds, uh, pension schemes hold, will continue to be liquid and will continue to be tradable for members at any point in time that they need that. Okay. And one of the objection, objective also is that to ensure that pension funds or pension contributors do not lose anything on their on their on their on their contributions, even if it is a proposed alternative offer or even if it is an, a debt exchange program. So that is why I keep on saying that uh, our our members themselves are doing the real mathematics of the impact of this on their portfolio. And when we meet on the few days' time, we'll take a decision about what the position of the industry is going to be on the proposed alternative offer for pension funds. Okay, and you make two very important points, that um, in considering the proposal before you, your primary objectives are, one, you want to remain liquid. Two, that you don't lose anything for your members. And that is, in essence, is what you're going to use to judge and evaluate the offer before you. Yes, Evans, I think that uh, you got it right. And then if, um, rightfully, I also have a certain offer like this, if I'm evaluating that offer, I will also have certain objectives in my mind to ensure that as I evaluate that offer, I will also achieve my objective. And exactly that is objective that we will seek to achieve when we are evaluating this offer. Okay, and very finally, before I let you off, um, you're one of your very important members, the labor unions, TUC, Tonight, we've seen Utah also issue a statement. They've said categorically that they don't want to have anything to do with this. They're rejecting it outright. I mean, are you, would you consider that when you sit to talk? Uh, these are very difficult questions, Evans, because uh, in any case, uh, some of these uh, institutions are also members of um, our pension fund schemes. And therefore... Yeah like it is always advised or like it is always the fiduciary responsibility of the of the pension fund trustees. Any decisions that needs to be taken, we need to go through the board of trustees to have their approval or otherwise. And therefore, I believe that um, whatever uh, result that we will also arrive at, well, I believe the various board of trustees will also um, have a meeting to decide on their next line of action. The industry, like the Chamber of Corporate Trustees, can advise. Mm. I mean, can advise what we can uh, can be done, and we can also advise our members whatever decision it is to go through their board of trustees to get the relevant approval. Let me also say that it was right also that at the beginning, when the uh, Chamber felt that 
the proposal on the table was not going to be was going to be very injurious to contributors. I think the chamber took that decision to reject the proposal uprightly. Yeah. And therefore, yes, for that one, we did it on behalf of, of the industry. But if we also arrive at any position that is contrary to that, we believe that we may we may also give the opportunity to the various board of trustees to also take a decision because at the end of the day, they hold the fiduciary responsibility to the contributors of the farms and they have to exercise that fiduciary responsibility. Okay. Thank you very much, Executive Secretary of the Chamber of Corporate Trustees. Very important decision in the next few days. And now we'll talk to Labour after this break. Uh, TUC will join us. We've heard already today uh, you tag issue, a very strongly worded statement. In fact, one of the things that was said um, is that when you tag pension funds, it is our blood, and that uh, will make sure you can't govern uh, because you have muscles and will flex them. We'll talk to TUC on this. And then the pension, the individual bondholders themselves will also join us. They also have their own concerns. Today I've seen the letter uh, from the Office of the President to the Individual Bondholders Forum. They had taken a lead in writing to the President complaining the coupons and interest are also not being paid. We're getting an update on that for you also here on PM Express. Please stay with us. Every day, people have money emergencies. Emergency. Money money emergency. Emergency. Catch it. I'm ready. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, and enjoyment. At the top life we got. Dial star 770 Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank. Crazy bar. Don't stop and own me. Whiskey. Wash. All of a sudden, my voice is different. And I will use fire call. Bama, bring me the honey whiskey. You know the one? Black Rock Whiskey. Honey Whiskey. Shale, honey, my dear Frau. Black Rock Whiskey is strong. Now she tastes me is smooth and it goes down easy. Uh, excuse me. <coughs> Baman! <laughs> Baman! Bring my friend one Black Rock Whiskey. Black Rock Whiskey. Blended with natural honey flavor. Hey, what's up? Baman! Hey, what the old folks can turn Sata? You're been to a man, I know. <laughs> Black Rock Whiskey can be a feeling smooth national. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 years of age and not recommended for pregnant women. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Focused... Oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alexa in my bag. Alex, what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM, Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. 
Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. Mothers go above and beyond to give us five times the love. Tell us how much your mom means to you and let HD Plus make it feel like five times the star this Mother's Day. From 30th April to 1st May 2023, record and send a 30 second video about how amazing your mom is. Feely, feely to the WhatsApp number 020-0044420. The video will compete with other entries to win one of the 65 inch NASCO flash screen TVs with an HD Plus model for mom. HD Plus, feely, feely. The joy of every Tyler is using the ideal tile adhesive for a lasting bonding. It is for this reason that Tylers and builders always use Webercore tile adhesives. They know that Webercore tile adhesives are of European quality and produced locally by St. Gobain Weber Ghana. They know that Webercore tile adhesives have all the additives and chemicals and all you need is water. They know that Webercore tile adhesives are what you use for indoor, outdoor and swimming pools. And they know that if they have to tile right and tile once, then it is Webercore tile adhesives. Webercore tile adhesives are available at major outlets like City Ceramica, Interstar Ceramics, Skyview Express, Atala Limited, Antis Limited, Rafa Depot, Tago Cantamanto and Coforidia and an outlet near you. For retailing and your project call 0556-486-342. Weber, we care. And he tee up someone in red. And it goes to the who is the good? Ghana Jollof or Nigerian Jollof? Ghana Jollof has no co-equal. The smell alone. Oh my god. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. You took a lie, eh? Now they say you when they use Google Lens and then they go put on photo. You are Respect on the goat. On the goat. The only goat I know lives in Tama. Every year, we give to you back, back, 
We are talking about piety. I want to hear your defense. be the goat, huh? My guy, him be the goat. Our choice of goats may differ in football, music, and jollof. Alumu Betis always brings us together. Alumu, experience greatness in every moment. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18. Not recommended to pregnant women. This advert is FDA approved. My name is C. I'm a person living with HIV. I got to know of my HIV status when I became pregnant. Since then, I have successfully been delivered of an HIV negative baby, thanks to PMTCT services. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day to date. This makes me strong, healthy, and prevents me from passing HIV onto my baby. Please avail yourself for PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure that you do not transmit HIV onto your baby during pregnancy, birth, and breastfeeding. Even if you have tested for HIV recently and was negative, Test again when pregnant. If you test positive, take the baby back to the hospital immediately after birth, as directed by your healthcare provider. The baby will also be given medicine immediately after birth and tested to ensure that both mother and baby are well. Let's work together to have a generation free of HIV. Our children must be free to shine. joining us here on PM Express and staying uh, with us. We've just uh, dealt with the, uh, the pension trustees, the Chamber of Corporate Trustees, as uh, we have been looking at the offer that they are considering. And as you said, as you heard them say, they're going to be considering it based on two key issues. Would it, would it keep us liquid? And we lose in the long term. You're going to be hearing from them in the course of the week. And that's why we've been joined by the TUC's deputy Secretary General, uh, Mr. Joshua Sanjo, says via Zoom. Also with me in the studio is Senor Hossi, who is a convener of the Individual Bondholders Forum. They had written to the president on the back of which they, they were called into a meeting. That in itself has sparked some controversy, some disagreements. But subsequently, I've seen that the presidency has responded uh, to their request. There have been further conversations uh, around the outstanding coupons and interest. We'll get him to clarify where we are 
uh, on that particular roadmap. And then the former boss of the Securities and Action Commission is also with me, uh, Dr. Edu Ananienchi. He represents the Pensioner Bondholders Forum. Uh, they have concerns with the statement that the Finance Ministry issued on the back of that meeting. And uh, he says no agreement was reached as far as a roadmap to paying those coupons and principals. He's also joining me. Thank you, uh, Dr. Edu Ananienchi. I'm grateful that you could join me on PM Express. Um, let me go quickly to the TUC Secretary General on the question about the pension funds and the proposal before you. I don't know if you had the Chamber of Corporate Trustees representing the pension funds generally. When we spoke to him, he was clear that they are considering this. They are going to consider it uh, with two objectives in mind. They want to make sure that that offer before them uh, makes them liquid, but also in the long term, they don't lose. Um, and they, for them, it is about what it's in the best interest of their contributors. Um, and I asked him, well, what do you make of the position of TUC? He says, well, we hear the TUC, but we need to consider it independently. Where does the TUC stand tonight on this proposal? Uh, thank you, Vance, and good evening to you, and good evening to your cherished listeners. Evans, I think that I have to repeat myself this evening once again uh-huh. that labor unions in Ghana knows only one thing and what we know is that there has been an MOU signed by both parties between us and the government represented by the finance ministry and the minister for labor relations that pensions funds has been exempted from Oh, we have a connection challenge to him, unfortunately. And let's hope that he, is, he manages to, to re-establish connection. Um, let's see. Uh, exercise. That is all what we know. And you know that no one can... That's so. Can you hear me now? I lost you, yes. But I think, I think you are back now, yes. Please proceed. Okay, thank you, Evans. What I'm trying to say is that... Uh, we will not do anything contrary to the already existing MOU between us and the government represented by the finance ministry. Yes, we have signed an MOU, and we said in that MOU that union labor will assist government in finding the best way of also raising some funds in, the, in this very exercise. Why we said that was that we have a lot of suggestions that we have made to the government. Anytime we make a suggestion to the government, aside the pensions, it's like that suggestion is a no-good area for the government. One, we said that the size of the government is too big and government must try to do everything to reduce the size of government to make some savings over there. Two, we said that there are some expenditure that goes waste in this very country and government must check that one also. We say that government functionaries are not such as, uh, sacrificing enough. Always workers sacrifice, 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 but we don't see that from the government. We also said that if you're able to collect taxes effectively in this country, there'll be no need for us to go to IMF for any uh, uh, bailouts. It's like we have not looked inside our own country and check what can we do to overcome these challenges. But because there's something... That is the easy way to go, like the workers' pensions. 
I think government is focusing too much on the government pensions. And if I'm saying it this evening and saying it again, that labor will not, I want to repeat, labor will not do anything contrary to the agreement signed between us and the government on our pensions. Because already pensions is inadequate in this country, and it is our blood. If I tell you how much somebody gets when he goes, to, when he goes on pension, you, you, it will marvel you. And we think that if we have not been able to do anything for our members, we must secure their future for them. Yeah. So that they will also be beneficiaries of their services that they have rendered to this very country. But Mr. Asa, I need to ask you, I'm though, happy. I, I need to ask you, though, um, the TUC, have you studied and evaluated the offer at all? Or you don't even want to hear it? <laughs> you, can, you cannot say you don't want to hear. But, but uh, I'm saying that... Uh, whether, whether it is an alternative or whatever, we can look at other alternatives, but not the pension funds. We also have our research department. We also have people, at least amongst us, who knows much about this uh, debt exchange issues. And like I said this afternoon, Evans, we are going to meet. We have a meeting on Thursday okay. for us to make our decision and position known to the government and known to the whole uh, country and the whole world. But before then, beforehand, I want to insist and state Category that if it is an attempt to touch our pensions, I don't think it's going to be. Consider all the alternatives and the other proposals that we actually table during the conversation. Government must look there and ensure that we raise these funds over there, but not to touch our our our, our pensions fund because it's not going it's a no go area for anybody. Um, let me bring yes. in Doctor Don into quickly, Doc. And um, before I come to the individual bondholders and your issues. Um, because of your expertise in this area, have you seen the proposal that um, has been made to the trustees? Yes, I haven't studied it well, but I have I've, I've seen the document. Okay, and what do you make about the proposal? What do you make of what what is what has been proposed? Well, I think uh, everybody they have their concerns. They will have to look at it and see if it suits their particular needs, and so. Let's allow them to, to, to have that. My first reaction was uh, to check where this thing was coming from, why. And uh, if it's what the government has stated, the two of them have stated in the MOE that they will work uh, towards uh, getting the yeah. uh, sustainability level. If that is coming from there, uh, I was thinking that before this thing comes out, the two groups might have met and decided that this is what we can do based on the MOU that we have uh, written. This is what we can do before the, 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 the letter comes out. This, this has been my, 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 my difficulty since I started uh, talking about this thing. That the negotiation, if two people have decided that we will go on to do something, I believe that before a document comes out, the two must have left, uh, must have met and decided that this is the way we can go. So that if it comes out, it's just that you still have to write a letter to, to invite them. But that will be just a mere invitation because they know what is coming. And they will accept that. But if these things come out and people say no, then it means you did not negotiate, you didn't talk to the, 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 the two uh, uh, groups, having met uh, to get what you call a consensus at them. And that is a challenge I have uh, about how we have managed these things. And I thought by this time we should have learned Mm. Our lessons and not do things like that again. But we are still going on and doing that. Yeah. 
I mean, Senor, so this is what is being proposed. The proposed offer entails exchanging your current holdings of treasury bonds, ESLA bonds, Dutch bonds for a menu of currently outstanding new bonds issued in February. And the February one is what we talked about. They call it, into bracket, new bonds 2027, the maturing 2027, 2028. In the 2023-2024, both instruments will pay 5% coupon in cash. The remainder will be capitalized into the nominal amount of two bonds in order to comply with the cash constraints and macro framework defined under the program with the IMF. The government explained that, one, this will achieve the same average maturity as pension funds' current holdings of all bonds in the region of between four to five years. Two, achieve a similar average coupon, currently of 18.5%. And then three, alleviating the cash constraint for the government over the, part, over the first two years. What do you make of this, you know, deal that you propose? Well, we say for ESLA, I think that it's, it's, um, it's technically, and I speak as a financial analyst on this matter, um, it's, a good, it's, a good, it's a good deal. No two ways about that, that it's, it's technically or financially a good deal. But inherent may be political risk. But outside of that, it's a political risk that pension funds would always have to face because their liabilities are long-term. They are not short-term. I don't think that if government manages the consultation properly and the communication properly, it can't get um, some progress with the labor unions and the trustees. Um, you could hear from the trustees. They see, because they are, they are a bit more financially technical, and they realize that if you're actually looking at boosting the pensions returns of, um, of, of the union members, it is rather the deal you should take. Because you're actually going to have a power yield of about 21. And today we are running 18, 19.025 power yields on the current papers. So you just need to walk or carry people along. I agree with Dr. Anani on that. The government, government's handling sometimes of this, of this process has left too much to be desired. It's a matter of how to consult, how to communicate, and also how to show example. The TUC um, Deputy Secretary, has he spoken about anything financially analytical that this thing is making me lose money or we are going to lose? No, no, no. He hasn't said anything like that. The people have spent time to sit down with you to tell you that there are things you should also be doing. And you are not showing the way. But almost the same things you have yeah, yeah, But I mean, I've moved on for <laughs> tactical reasons. I have to move on and just solve my people's problem. But the TUC, this this is labor. This is this is labor. They they really run the wheels of our economy. Mm-hmm. All right, it's every one of us. They just don't represent only members. They also represent almost every worker worker indirectly. Sure. You understand? And we have to give them credit. I really appreciate the work they do. But I will urge them. Everybody should stay calm and let's let let's let reason prevail. When you run the analysis, this deal is better for pension funds. Technically. The political risk that is inherent is that we are deferring a lot of our maturity and bulk payments to a later date. Mm. You don't know how the next government may treat it. Yeah. That's the risk you think you have. But it's no it's not a material risk for pension funds. But pension funds have liabilities that are more long-termish. Those funds will still have to be reinvested. If you pay pension funds today, they are not going to fill their accounts with it. They have to reinvest them. 
So it's a win-win. Do I go to the market, raise money, give you, and you bring it back to me? I mean, I saw just reprofile my debt. But it is a matter of how you engage parties. So if you say touch my pensions, technically, government is not touching your pensions. It's actually adding to your pension. So government is actually giving pension funds a win there. But at the same time, government is also taking a win in that it is be able, it's going to be able to manage its liquidity challenges. In the first two years. In the first two but years. So it's delaying the yeah. inevitable. But pension funds would have to grow. So you can practically keep all these principles there as long as you are getting the coupons. All the major drawdowns will also be covered by the new investments that are coming in. Because every day you are contributing. So technically, I have to be honest this. Government's deal is not a bad deal. It's actually a better deal for pensioners. It's not an ideal deal for individuals because their political risk can't be managed by, by individuals. But for pension funds, I think that they have to sit down. And the president should listen small on this kind of matter. There's a thing going on that president, Mr. President, we are not seeing you live by example. Your government is not being seen to also be sharing in the pain that Ghanaians are going through. One of our members called me and he was livid, angry. What is his problem? He has gone to sit down. He's flying to South Africa. He's sitting there in the plane. And here are junior members of SOEs sitting in business class to South Africa. Less than six hours. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, they are Plenty they are of them people, yeah. sitting in South Africa. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You owe people you can't pay. But you are sitting there and then you are fronting, spending their money in their face. It's a bit insulting. These are petty, petty things. If you pass a, a, a rule today, just like most corporates do, I'm telling you, go to the British Embassy. You will see what flight the, the staff there fly. Most of them fly economy. economy. Go back to London. But Ghana people won't fly economy. Middle officers, everybody, business class. They all pensioners. What the car? What do you I mean, show something. The presidency should issue a directive. Yeah. This business class nonsense must stop. The truth of the matter, the most of these people sitting there, it went before government, they, they couldn't even spell business class. Then now you see that business, every day, that is it. You know, it's okay, you are going to America, plenty hours, okay. We are going somewhere, less than six hours, six hours or less. A directive, everybody, including ministers, everybody has to fly economy. When people start seeing signs like this, everybody starts saying, okay, you're also trying something. Yeah. You're reducing the size of government. You are making, look, in fact, yeah, you, like, you can't, you can't, you can't, like, the school we all went some. We don't need to go to Harvard. We don't need to go to Yale. Mm. We don't need to go to Stanford. Rather, we've realized that that thing does not really create any special difference. This thing, it is honest hearts and common sense. And you don't need to do much. Just show example. I'm telling you, TUC, everybody will run to support the state. Which is really what has Carry been. the country along, Mr. President. Carry the country along in these difficult times. Show by example. Oh, you won't die. Let me bring in uh, Ms. Ansa. So finally, your meeting is, is later this week. We've heard from the uh, corporate track. They're also meeting uh, to take a decision. They manage your funds. If you speak to them, they are approaching this from a more technical angle. They haven't rejected it up front yet. They want to look at it strictly. So there's a, it's very possible that those managing your funds will come to a technical conclusion that this is good for them. Well, what, happens at the, what happens then? So please unmute for me. Please unmute for me. 
I still can't hear you. First, let me. Well, I didn't. I didn't get senior very well. When he started at TUC, does that mean that TUC doesn't have any knowledge about the depth no, of no, no. that's going no, on? No, 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 no. Because let, let me explain. What he's saying is yes. that what you had said, you were yeah. not even being technical. You just simply want yeah. government to heed mm. to the uh, the proposals you put forward. And that if government had done that and carried you along, that would have helped the process in the communication and reaching you and mm. sitting there in consultation. I, I hope that clarifies it. Mm. Okay. Okay, let's move on. And all what I want to show, I want to show to the public that we, we also understand what is happening. Yeah. We also understand what is going on. And if an, that, um, a person who doesn't even who has never been to school also understand as for money one plus one is close to two and if you take one out of one is zero so yes. as for money it doesn't need any technical eye before you can see that somebody is using your money wrongly or correctly he himself has admitted that government is also in the way how can the government meet with us for us to table alternatives and that has become a no-go area but you want us to sacrifice and you want us to allow you to use our pension funds the, 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 the man, managers of our funds cannot do anything without us. They need to convince us, they need to explain issues to us why they accept or they do not accept. If they think that technically they will accept, we actually give them the money to manage for us. So they must meet with us and, 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 and convince us. They, must, they should carry us along to know that, yes, this is good for you, so let us carry on, let us support the government in doing that. But Anything short of that, I don't think it's, it, well, it goes well for any labor union in this very uh, country. Like uh, 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 Dr. Edu said, the two of us met somewhere uh, some, some, some months ago. Today, you are sitting in America, you are sitting somewhere, and you are seeing statements and so on and so forth that you have done A, B, C, D. I mean, it's not fair. This is what they did in, uh, prior to the December uh, uh, meeting, and it brought a whole lot of Ulabalu in this very country. They have done it again. You have met with the bond with the with the fund managers. Those of us who are the actual contributors of the fund, why didn't you route the letter through us? Why didn't you sit down with us to uh, discuss the authorities or whatever issue that we laid on the table? So you see that where the thing is coming from makes every worker think that uh, the trust is not there because government will say this today, but will be doing a, a, a different thing altogether. But all the same, like I said, if government has something good for us, you think that. Government must invite us to the table. We sit down and we agree on something. But one party cannot just sit somewhere and um, take a decision and impose it on anybody in this very country. That one, there's no way that Labour is going to accept that. That's why I said that Thursday we are meeting. And at the end of the meeting, after considering whatever discussions that will come on board, we will come out with our position on the matter. Whether whether our, we are informed about our farm managers or so on and so forth, I mean, Thursday you will decide and let the whole world know our position on the issue. But before then, you want to caution that government shouldn't make an attempt in doing anything contrary to the agreement signed between uh, both of us. They must show example by doing what we are we all suggested during the, the meeting. Anything short of that, you cannot you cannot live lavishly. Why should you want us to live in poverty all the time? It is not going to work, Evans. Uh, okay, thank you very much, uh, Joshua. Thank you, Spencer, who is a deputy uh, secretary general of the TUC. Um, Dr. Iduanenti, to your to your own concerns with the outstanding coupons and principles. I mean, since last week's meeting, and I know you you issued a statement to say there was no agreement 
when it comes to the path towards repayment of the coupons and the principal's outstanding. Have you had sure. have you had any other opportunity to sit with the ministry again to try and trash out the the, the issues that you disagreed on? Well, we had a meeting uh, today, this afternoon. Okay, but um, we we just uh, 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 retreated at uh, the position that uh, we have waited for a long time. Now you have about uh, three principals in areas, uh, and then eighteen coupons uh, unpaid. The first one, the, the delays are, is, uh, are between one and fifty-seven days, and we can't allow that to happen. We've always uh, uh, reminded the minister to change and bring the payments to normalcy. Once you have exempted people, and I, that's why, why I was fighting, I told people that that's the meaning of uh, issue exemption. You tell us that you have no problem with this. So why would you be treating us like that? We have taken it, but now we can't take any longer. Uh, we give the government two and a half, uh, 20, 21st up to 21st to pay uh, everything that will be due by that time. We have submitted a copy of the letter to the finance, uh, to the speaker. Because of Friday's meeting, uh, we decided to uh, extend the period by another week to 28. And today we have confirmed to the deputy minister who chaired the function, Honorable Paul Kuma, that for us, we have finished what we have to discuss with the minister. We have given 28 of this month as the last day for government to pay all outstandings and, 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 and bring uh, the payments to normalcy. Uh, failure, we would uh, resume our picketing. So that we have just a simple uh, matter. Did the government agree to pay you uh, before then? They haven't said they, they will be able to pay us or not, but we are waiting. There's still time. Today is 17th, and uh, we have about 10 or 11 days more. Senor, you, were you in a meeting today? Uh, uh, did he say, could you upon Kruma? No, I think he's addressed the Deputy Finance Minister. Okay, no, we're not in a meeting with Adra, uh, Abena. Abena. It was, it was Paul, Paul uh, Mr. Honorable Paul Kuma who chaired it. No, 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 that's not correct. Today's meeting this, was... Today's chaired. meeting? Yeah, it wasn't chaired by... It was chaired by um, Honorable, I mean, um, Adams, the Minister of State for Finance. Okay. Oh, okay, sorry. I was on Zoom. I didn't see the faces. Okay. I thought it was uh, uh, Honorable Paul... Uh, Dr. Amin Adam. It was a follow-up meeting on our meeting last week. Um, at that meeting, uh, we had a decision which we agreed to have a technical committee to... Um, last week's meeting. Last week's meeting to work out a pathway. So that was agreed um, by our side. Um, the coalition then, which has the IBF and then the IBAC group, we all agreed. There was no dissent to it. Uh, but subsequently, of course, you, you saw that some of the members also indicated they wouldn't be. But for us as IBF, we stayed of course. You can't solve a problem in times like this by not being at the table. You have to shape your solutions in a sustainable f- fashion. I've been in the business of, of, of policy advocacy and this management. I know how to get things done right. You don't do it by just staying away. 
government hasn't got the answer to everything. We are all part of government, so we must contribute towards the process of successful and functional governance. And that's what we did. So we decided to stay on. We had the invitations, and we extended, extended it to our colleagues. And thankfully today, everybody was present. At the end of the meeting, um, the technical committee was officially uh, re, 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 re-inducted to commence work Tuesday, on Wednesday. And we have work. Because the mandate, work already. The no, 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 that's not that work. That work, what, that work one was really look into our, our own grievances mm-hmm. and, and then what our case was. And to also give us opportunity to understand what government's position is and see if we can come up with recommendations. So this one will to deal with it. Exactly. This one actually comes up with solutions or, on a mechanism to address the payment the of outstanding costs. Not just outstanding. I mean, government's challenge is simple. We have liquidity crisis. And that's what they are working with, trying to work around the pension funds thing to minimize the liquidity benefit. We want to pay you. They restated their commitment to their obligation. But uh, to pay. And we must all remember, we are not the only people who are owing government right now who are not being paid. The euro bond, commercial, international bond holders are also not being paid. And that for them, there's even no clarity at all. That uncertainty doesn't work for anybody. Our mandate is to create certainty for our members. So we agreed that we'll be in that meeting. We'll be in that technical committee and come up with a structure. Recommendations were requested. A payment structure. A payment structure. That works for everybody. And um, we want, I would want us to look at it more thoroughly. And that's the thinking of everybody, that we come up with a, a systemic strategy that cu- almost cures the problem across the, the profile of all the debts. So I'm not, we are not looking at just solving the problem with what's outstanding today. We're also looking at what's likely going to also face challenges going forward. We are going to be facing liquidity challenges as a country for quite a while. That period, we can't fully put a nail on, but there should be a structure to deal with crisis as far as liquidity is concerned when bills are due. Our foremost con- what's the name, uh, recommendation is that government must immediately be paying, must be paying the coupons cash because that's not the bigger part of the burden. Mm. The big part of the, the burden principles. is really the maturity, I mean the, the principles. With the principles, we tabled a recommendation that is more skewed around swapping that for treasury bills as and when they fall due and government hasn't got liquidity enough to pay it off. If government has that, fine. If not, instead of us sitting down and be waiting on the best effort basis, we might as well look at an option to rather pick it up, pick treasury bills for that. That suggestion was welcome, was considered optimal at a meeting by government. We have a technical committee which is supposed to go and fine-tune the structure of how that will work or also look at new ideas that may come on how to solve the problem in a way that government wins and we also win. At the end of the day, the matter has to be solved. And we are focused on trying to get people their money or a structure that creates liquidity for them. If today you got your cash for your coupons and tomorrow your maturity, you rather pick up treasury bills. Treasury bills are actively being traded on the market. You'll be able to get that. No bond is being traded on the market actively. No bond, old, new, whatever. No bond is actively being traded because there's no certainty around the bond market. But the treasury bill market has relative, relative stability and relative certainty. So that allows tradability. So people can start structuring and planning their lives. 
And this will give government some breather. Three months, six months, maximum 12 months, depending on how we actually face it. And that should really bring a lot more... With the committee wrap-up as well? In a week, we should be done. And um, I have encouraged everybody 